Hey friends, it's Ashley. Welcome back to the Geek Girls Universe. Are you an anime fan like me? If you are, then I'm pretty sure you either already love or have definitely heard about One Piece. It's kind of been around forever. One Piece Film Red is now in theaters, and I had the chance to speak with the English dub cast to talk about the movie. That's right. I had the opportunity to speak with Colleen Clinkenbeard, uh, a.k.a. Luffy, Brandon Potter, who voices Shanks, Matthew Mercer, who is Law, Sonny Strait, Usopp, Ian Sinclair, Brooks, and Brina Palencia, who voices Chopper. These guys have all been a part of the One Piece world for a long time now, and this is the 15th movie for the anime. Yes, 15th. So if you're behind, it's time to catch up. <laughs> In One Piece film read, Uta, a famous singer, is performing at her first ever live concert. Fans from all over the world are coming together to attend, including the Straw Hats and other notable pirate crews. Luffy quickly realizes that this Uta is his childhood friend, who also happens to be the only daughter of his idol Shanks. The reunion quickly turns sour as Luffy learns Uta's real motives for holding this concert. Fed up with the destruction that pirates have caused, Uta vows to use her devil fruit powers to create a new world where everyone can find peace. As righteous as that may seem, her plan has terrible consequences that could destroy everything. Well, hi, everyone. Thank you so much for taking time to talk One Piece Red with me today. Thank no you. Worries. Yeah, thanks for coming. I really like your background. Me Thank too. You. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get in the mood. So Colleen, my daughter, texted me earlier today, and she's like, did you know that you and Colleen have the same birthday? (laughs) (laughs) Different year, but like same date. And I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. So I feel like we're bonded. (laughs) Not to mention all your other awesome voice work. So I'm like, oh God, yes. We can be Aries together. I guess we're just- Yes, team Aries. (laughs) So- one piece, like you know, a million episodes and 15 movies later, how does it feel to still get to be Luffy and tell his story after all these years? I like insane luck. Um, and that's largely what it was. It I have 90% of this industry is just being in the right place at the right time, <laughs> shaking the right hand on accident. Um, so it it feels like I was so lucky to have gotten to the company just right before that. Um, and to have gotten, I, I did a, a boy voice for a show other than One Piece right before One Piece auditioned. So it was fresh in Mike's mind as a thing that could be a possibility, but I hadn't done before for a, for a Funimation show. Um, and then to have that just stroke of luck become this 16 year adventure is, is absolutely nuts. And I feel super lucky and more and more excited about it every manga chapter that comes out. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's still going. Like you still got like, years. <laughs> yes. Which is awesome. <laughs> and everything I hear just sounds more and more awesome. Like it just gets better and better. And he gets more and more amazing. So as a redhead who's always loved pirates, I was super excited that Shanks was finally going to, well, kind of <laughs> get his due. I was kind of hoping for more. I'm not going to lie. But at least he got something. <laughs> so Brandon, how did you feel when they told you, oh, hey, we're finally going to spend some time on Shanks' story? Uh, that It's pretty bananas, actually. Because, you know, the first time that I, I, I voiced 
Redhead Shanks was so many years ago. And I pop in basically, you know, for two sessions every other year or something. <laughs> uh, so it's it was sort of wild uh, to hear about this. I don't, I don't know that I heard about it from Crunchyroll first. I think I heard about it just kind of through the grapevine. I was like, oh, this is, I think I've got, found out about it just kind of, you know, keeping abreast of One Piece stuff. And uh, I was so excited. It felt like, uh, I, don't, I don't know, like, uh, like, uh, like uh, being reunited with like a, your, your long lost college buddy or something, you know, you haven't seen him in 10 years. You can sort of pick up right where you left off. And I was really, <laughs> really excited that, you know, we got a chance to, to, to get into his sort of, his like kind of personal life, you know, like this is like a meaningful sort of heart space stuff to him. Not just uh, I'm going to be the the greatest, most mysterious pirate. You know what I mean? That's so much of Shanks is just kind of like being mysterious. And here, I get to wear a little bit of, uh, of my feelings on my sleeve. You know, which I, I think was a a really really refreshing way to to get to approach Shanks this time. Definitely, and I feel like it kind of hinted at more. <laughs> so oh yeah. Kind of oh, like yeah. fingers crossed that. That means we're gonna get more. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I, I I always knew, like I guess in the back of my mind, that Shanks had the possibility of being this sort of like bookend character for obviously the you know the star of the show, Monkey D. Luffy, um, because he's his legend looms so large in the show. You know, people talk about him more than he's actually on screen, and he can you know he's in like the first uh, couple of episodes. I always imagined that he would be as important to the last couple of episodes too. But maybe that's just me doing wishful thinking. You know, I mean, I'm here for it. It's kind of like Gandalf, right, in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, so it's about Frodo, but everybody's like, "Oh man, but Gandalf's super cool. Like, I want to see him." Yeah, uh, Shanks never arrives too early or too late. Shanks arrives precisely when he means to her. Like <laughs> and his brain is addled by the halfling leaf. Ah, there we go. <laughs> so, Matthew, can you talk a little bit about Law in the movie? Yes, uh, he Law. He, it's interesting. He has so many long-running machinations like these these extensive plots all in some way to perform leading to his you know wanted revenge or at least some some very well thought out circumstance that he's laid all the groundwork for and then the straw hats come in and wreck it marvelously um and this is this is you know a unique example where he kind of he kind of is there to support the fandom of some of his crew and is playing kind of like the adult chaperone along the way while also getting involved in some of the business as well. So it was interesting to kind of play that kind of that, that parent begrudgingly dragged into a circumstance that he wasn't intending to, which I think was a, a fun facet of both kind of a, I don't know, a subversively paternal side of him, which you often see him as a loner, but you get a, kind of a little glimpse of his, his love for his crew and the people he works with in spite of that. Um, and just, you know, being one of a handful of, of, minds of leadership that all continuously vie for making the decision of how to move forward. Uh, and, uh, and then eventually Luffy just does this thing anyway, and ends up being the right decision. And we all just go begrudgingly. Yeah. Okay. I guess that worked out fine. So uh, <laughs> uh, it was, it was fun to kind of play with some of those shades in there. And uh, I mean, more than anything, just happy to be there and support these, uh, these larger than life characters. So I'm not really going to try to talk canon versus non-canon because we all know how the fans love to debate oh that one. Mm, yeah. But I'm curious how you feel 
your characters may be affected by the events of this movie going forward? Mm, that's a good question. I think law is going to be dragged to less concerts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's all concert out, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I'll just I'll just stick to Spotify. <laughs> I, it's interesting. This movie doesn't, I don't know that it changes the trajectory for Luffy at all. Um, this isn't a new character. He's met this character before. He grew up with her. Um, so, so it's not, it's not introducing a new personality. It's just touching base with those he already knew. Um, and even with Shanks, like he didn't get the culmination of what he needs from Shanks yet. Uh, so I, we, I know there has to be more, there has to be that next meeting with Shanks. Um, so I guess, I guess I would say it doesn't really change his trajectory so much as it opens up a window and lets us see where he is. I, I think so too. Like, uh, it's a great way to put it. Like there's like a, a, an increase, maybe an involvement from Shanks, but it doesn't, he, he's already on a, on a, on a pretty strong path. Right. And this isn't right. going to derail it. Um, but what, what I think might happen, you know, we touched on this a little bit earlier, is that there, there'll just be more opportunities for Shanks to be involved, right? I do kind of kinda like. Sorry, I'm interrupting you, but I'm I'm, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I do kind of I kind of like that Shanks is getting to see where Luffy is, like yeah. as a a parent figure. Yeah. It's kind of nice for Luffy to be able to show him, <laughs> you know, like I was. I wasn't even a pirate back when I knew you before. Look how far I've gotten, but we don't really get too much of a window in there. No, that was something that was really interesting. Even just recording this, I, this is a little bit off topic. I don't think this is bad or anything, but before this, I was recording like some flashback episodes from the very, very first time that they met. And it really did, like it landed on me how I do get to see him in such a different context, you know, like, I'm going to be the strongest ever, you know, that was a terrible impersonation of you, but whatever, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and then like, you get to see him in this movie and it's like, I mean, he's doing it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Guess you're a pirate. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're doing it. So good work. Yeah. I love that. It was kind of like a check-in, but like from afar. <laughs> Like yeah. he's looking through the classroom like door, but he's not going in yet. Yeah. Mm. That's quite they're a gonna string, They're gonna string out that meeting like so much longer. I just feel it. <laughs> but you couldn't give it away. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> that's too powerful of a moment to give away that easily, I think. That's true. So you three are part of some major anime franchises outside of One Piece, including some of my favorites, <laughs> but what do you think it is about One Piece that resonates most with fans? There's an unbridled imagination to it. Yeah. That is appealing to, to anyone. There's a that kind of unrestrained fantasy, I think, that it has stakes and it has heart, but it never gets mired in uh, being mopey or morbid, right? It's, it's a violent and cruel world but there's also genuine joy and wonder in it. And I think that that is something that, that people always need, like no matter how much the media landscape changes and it does change a lot, you know, we're in, a, in, a, in an age where um, there's an explosion of media and there's sort of a, 
there's content for every niche, but, but this kind of expansive imagination with a real heart will always have a place in people's, in people's sort of media menu, I think. Yeah. Especially with the breadth that it has. Um, I mean, it's the difference between picking up a novella and then reading a 15 novel series. Mm-hmm. Um, you get invested. You you get, you have the chance to see the characters grow and change and um, to start to feel like you know them as a friend um, or an enemy and you know how they're going to react to something, which means that you automatically, you you get two moments of joy. Uh, before you know them, you would have just gotten the joy of that reaction. But when you know them, you get the joy of going, oh, I know how they're going to react. <laughs> and then yeah, you get the joy yeah. of the reaction. Yeah. Um, and that's just something that you don't, you can't have with everything, but with something that has this kind of breath to it, you really get to to feel like you're a part of them, part of the crew. Yeah, it's rare that a project strikes a continuous balance between, uh, you know, heartfelt, playful, fun, uh, irreverent, and epic, and can and is able to maintain that consistently for twenty plus years over hundreds and hundreds of episodes, and continue to expand its world building, and you know, surprise you, continue to surprise you, and that is a testament to, to what One Piece is as a series and why it's so beloved, and after all this time, continues to grow in its relevance and its the generations of other creators and storytellers that are inspired by what it's doing. You know, how many now professional manga artists and and writers have come up in the industry who grew up on one piece and that's what got them in their industry to tell their stories and, and to have this still going alongside them. Like that's such a rare thing. And so for any of us to, to be a part of that, that engine, uh, that storytelling engine is, is a huge honor. It's a lot of fun. Well, Thank you all so much. That's my time with you. I appreciate it. I'm excited for everybody to see the movie. I loved it. I'm going to watch it again tonight. (laughs) Yay. Thanks for having us. And I look forward to seeing the rest of the adventures that are coming in the next however many years they want to keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Another 20 years. Getting out of our our motor beds going, hey, it's another (laughs) session to record. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Bye. Take care. Bye. Well, hi, everyone. Hi, hi, Ashley. I like your background. Thanks. It's way better than what's actually behind me. So <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. Anyway, <laughs> I screened it last night. I love the vibe. I like the whole idea that it's a musical. And I have to say, your guys' concert outfits were amazing. So I have <laughs> to know. First off, what did you think when you first saw your character designs for this? That whole rock pop glam i mean dream come true (laughs) like i can't imagine like anything that would speak to my soul more as far as costuming goes yeah i would i've never considered wearing cosplay of characters i've done but i would wear that outfit (laughs) see the rock one i like but the concert one where i'm just in a hoodie I want that hoodie pretty badly. I would wear that hoodie all the time. If I could have that big purple. Yeah, I want it. I'm a hoodie girl too. So I feel you on that. (laughs) Um, So Sonny, I think fans are going to love that. Usopp is one of the MVPs of the film. I feel like he finally gets to, he like does stuff in the film. He's (laughs) finally useful. His look, you know, his look is the whole vibe. He's Mm -hmm. got like the whole like kiss thing going on. Yeah. which I thought was amazing. Um, I love well, I'm a big too. Kiss fan. 
Oh, so that's perfect then. So did you? And know I can't remember what the like line that? was. Yeah, but they had a line there uh, that they had two options, and one of the options was uh, him singing "I'm Gonna Rock and Roll All Night," and I went with that one because my God, it's because kids. why would you? Yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> did you know he was gonna look like that, or was that a surprise? No, I was blown away when I saw that. That's amazing. I also love Brooke. He always puts a smile on my face. Um, his whole scene on the the music stand. Up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I can see. And she's like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Still worth it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, my husband died. He was like, yep. And I was like, shut up. You're so Thank you. I appreciate you saying that because that was a, that was a joke that we uh, spent a while working to make sure it was as funny as humanly possible. So I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, it was definitely funny. Good. I think overall though, it was super like nice to see that you, the Straw Hat crew got to have a little bit more to do in this film than just kind of be fan service and a cameo. So what were your mm -hmm. reactions when you got to, to, you know, when, I guess when you learned that you weren't just going to be like, Hey, I'm in the scene and I'm gone, but like actually doing stuff in this film. Yeah, I was I was amazed and happy that that we actually got to uh, grow and develop in our with our characters in this movie. You know, it actually pro, uh, caused the story to progress just a little bit further, you know. Well, and I think each of us really did get like a solid like fight sequence at some point, which oh, doesn't yeah. always happen. Like you said, like it really is uh, kind of special in that way. <laughs> Do you have anything to add? You're just smiling. <laughs> oh, see, Brooke, Brooke, the thing that I love about Brooke is that he's just kind of Brooke. <laughs> and so it's just kind of Brooke throughout it. He, um, He's always just happy to be a part of it and play any role. So I like, I don't know, anytime he gets to do anything, he's like, okay, friends, useful. I'll be useful. And and that's, that's always feels good. That Brooke, is that blonde wig, was that only in the movie or had that appeared before? Every once in a while, he'll dye his hair for a special festival. Like when it was uh, the Cherry Blossom Festival, he had a big old mm -hmm. pink fro. He's got the blonde fro in this yeah. one, which I like. I love the blonde one. That was amazing. I do too. I like it a lot. See, there's Brooke Groth. <laughs> He's a blonde in this one. <laughs> and so he had more fun. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. Uh, so what were some of your favorite moments? Uh, Bartolomeo, Bartolomeo and Beppo for me. And I can just say oh, that they're, Beppo, in, yeah. oh my God, they both uh, slayed me and were hilarious and did fantastic things in the movie. And that's where I'll stop because of spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I feel like my mine would be spoilers too. Um, you can share the spoilers. I've seen it. So you're spoiling <laughs> it for me. I'll, You've I'll, seen it. I'll, yeah. I'll make sure <laughs> that we don't spoil it ahead of release. On my end, anyway. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, definitely Sunny, the character. Oh. Like I. That was amazing. I mm -hmm. lost my mind, and the casting for it, having Lisa Ortiz, like, blew my mind. She actually stayed with me while she was recording for that, and which was so much fun. She's such a delightful human being. Um. But yeah, it was just like it was just so cool, and it was so cute, and it was just perfect. Like I feel like it's the best fan service of the movie, honestly. <laughs> At least for me. That was such a surprise. And when the sunny came out of the ocean, I was like, oh, that's the boat. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I love just kept hanging on Luffy all the time. Yeah. It's I mean, it's fair. He he jumps on top of the, the sunny head all the time. Sunny mm -hmm. then called. Yeah. Try not yeah. to spoil. 
You three are part of other major anime franchises, including some of my personal favorites. But what is it about your characters in One Piece and just the anime, I guess, overall that you think stands out the most for you and for fans? Um, With uh, Usopp, when I was first cast, I thought he was just comic relief, which is fine because I love playing uh, funny characters. But um, around the uh, Water 7 story arc, he gets money stolen from him. He's beaten up. He's humiliated. He's angry and he's crying all at the same time. And when I was recording it, I was actually crying while I was recording it. And that has never happened to me on stage or anywhere else. So I went, I love this guy. So I immediately just made him my favorite character. Yeah, I think in general, just the being with these characters for so long and the fact that it still feels so um fresh every time that there's still new growth that happens with each character is pretty incredible and for chopper specifically um you know again he could also very easily have just been you know cute filler (laughs) but he's he goes through so much some of the most emotional you know voice sessions i've had have been with chopper um and it's just so cool to see what a different little reindeer he has become from the beginning of the show to now. Um, Also his character design is so just iconic. Like, I mean, it's so cool. Um, I have, I have friends who are artists who don't even watch one piece, but they have one piece merch because they love chopper specifically and the way that that character is designed. It's my favorite design character too. Chopper is amazing. Awesome. I love Chopper. <laughs> I love that little reindeer. <laughs> oh. My son loves him too. He's never seen the show, but he again loves the character design because <laughs> I have obviously a lot of Chopper stuff in my house. And he's like, this is mine. And this is mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, For me, Brooke is my happy place. Like I could really be having the worst day and, and to go into a session, I, I leave just happy uh my job when i'm brooke is is to make uh make the director and the engineer laugh which is the best job ever um it took me a while to really figure out but as the musician brooke is just there for morale he realizes that he may not be the greatest swordsman or or the um be able to help out uh, with with medicine or something like that but he knows that he can make their day a little bit better and brighter. And considering everything that they go through, I, I, I think he eventually finally understood his um, importance to the group, which was a huge journey for him um, from this lonely man who was left by himself for so long that he went insane. And then he was given eight best friends who accepted him for who he was. And, and so watching him go from this, this nervous person who has has lost his mind and um, is is just loneliness personified into being a confident member who is able to contribute with some of the most powerful beings on the planet, um, and uh, and getting to live that transition has been incredible. Um, there's there's just nothing nothing like it being able to record 600 episodes of character arc 
and mm -hmm. and to be there through each moment and to be screaming i'm so proud of you when they do some amazing thing on screen i don't know if you guys have been there but like you'll have some moment where you'll fight somebody that and earn your and your character will just push through some barrier and you're just like you're doing it buddy you're doing it mm -hmm. my, my version of that is like oh you sweet baby angel Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love how much you love them. Like they're like a child. <laughs> you're like, yes, yeah. sweetie, you're doing great. I love you so much. <laughs> well, it's such a privilege to grow up. Uh, yeah, and an honor to be doing a show that runs this long. For yeah. an actor, this is just impossible. Yeah. This doesn't happen. Um, and then when it does, I mean, you you gotta be grateful all the time you do it. Yeah. I can imagine. This was as a fan, you know, I feel like I've grown up with you guys in this whole anime. So I guess it would Last be different session. if it was 600 episodes of crap, but it's not. It's amazing work. And so you just, it just keeps getting be better and better. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody would have stuck with it very long if it was 600 episodes worth of crap. I'm just saying. <laughs> so what do you think? What about Red do you think fans are going to be the most excited about? Ooh. Besides the amazing music, I would say getting to see people that you haven't seen in a while that you right. meet. Mm -hmm. It's oh, a big yeah. family reunion as well. Well, and Amanda's performance as Uta is oh, phenomenal. It's so good. Fun. Yeah. It's really, I think, probably, probably the media, <clears throat> one of the meatiest characters she's been given. And she just like... Uh, like she just like was just like yes please <laughs> give me all of it yeah and and they they use the 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 japanese seiyu's uh singing voice but her voice blends so seamlessly with it with the singing you just think that she just starts singing in japanese you know yeah, or not always was, japanese right that was a smart move uh for anthony casting an actual singer uh i mm -hmm. feel like that helps yeah you're right well thank you all this has been great. I can't thank wait you, for everybody to see thank the you. movie. Well, hi, Amelie and Jem. Thank Hello. you Hello. so much for taking time to speak with me today. Thank you for having me. I just screened the movie last night. It was a lot of fun and surprisingly emotional, which I was not prepared for. So thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> Amelie, you've been killing it with anime covers for a while. And I was super excited when I read you were cast as Uta. How did all this happen? How did it feel to get this call that said, hey, you're joining one of the largest anime franchises ever? Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I I love Uta. I, I loved her character from all the fan art I saw when the movie came out in Japan. And um, uh, I'm a big, big Addo fan as well, as well, which is her singing, her singing voice. And so when I got that call, I was I was super excited. I was like, are you sure? <laughs> I was like, I really love her. So I'm I'm really honored to be a part of it. And One Piece is iconic. Um, so I'm really happy to be a part of such um, such a memorable anime and such a memorable character. <laughs> Will you be covering the songs? For oh, the yes. Yeah, I'm working on every <laughs> single one of them. I'm going to be uploading one on release day to kind of commemorate and celebrate the release of the movie. So I'm super excited. <laughs> That's amazing because I was already like, I need to know. <laughs> so I could be watching out for that. <laughs> So you both are kind of portraying new characters in this film. Did you go into it blind? Did you both read the manga, watch the anime prior? I always tell people that One Piece, as a 
Because a story is a gift for character actors. If you can sound strange, because Oda's designs are just, they're wild. And every time you see something and what does this thing, this person, this creature sound like in English? And it's been great over the years, but I'm really excited about Warden because A, he's he's relatively human, aside from his obviously had a head injury at some point in time. But um he's he's a he's a normal human being in the sense that he he sounds like he sounds like a regular person. He's not growly or yelly. He doesn't have giant shark teeth. So and uh his story also was there's a lot of pathos to it. You know, there's there's some drama, which I this is the first time anybody's entrusted me with a dramatic role. And just it felt so good. It's it's amazing. Not incredible. I'm so excited for everybody to hear Thank it. Thank you. Same. <laughs> what about you? Did you read the manga at all or watch the anime? I I've watched a, a little bit of the anime, but it is like 900 episodes, so I'm a little bit behind. Um, I I also voice uh, Queen Otohime from the Fishman arc, so I've seen like a little bit of the show many years ago uh, for that role. But uh, since that was kind of like its own thing in the story, um, it's kind of nice to be able to like have a character that like talks to the other main characters. And since Queen Otohime was like in the past, I didn't get to actually have any scenes with the the iconic leads or anything, so it was really cool to like actually have that chance and. Um, yeah, the, the the story for this movie is just really, really captivating. Um, and so it was really amazing to be able to portray those those different ups and downs uh, throughout the movie. You kind of touched that you got to work or be at least be in the same scenes as the iconic characters. Were you able to record it all? Did you guys kind of do like a Zoom like this to kind of work on any of that? Or was it all just separate? Oh, sadly, no. We all record separately. That would have been awesome, though. <laughs> but yeah, since like it's ADR dubbing, we all record separately. Um, but um, we did get to. I got to hang out with some of the cast at the uh, the premiere, which I I wish Jim was there. You were there in spirit. Don't worry. Yeah, I had a I had a convention to go to that weekend, and oh. when I when I got the invite, I was reading it and all the details, and no, it's Saturday. So yeah, <laughs> I was. Uh, I missed it, but I was. Uh, I was there in spirit. Yeah. Um, I will say one nice thing is that uh, it's always fun when some other roles have been recorded before your time in the booth, because um, sometimes you get to play off of those already recorded lines. And uh, it, yeah. Yeah. I, I was the last one to record, I believe. So everything oh. else was done with but me. So I was like, this is great. I get to just play off of all these amazing performances. Uh, so that was really fun for me. A gift, truly, <laughs> to be the last to record because I get to hear everybody else. <laughs> yeah, you definitely had it easier then than just going in totally like, I don't know what these people are saying. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <sounding> like. <laughs> is there anything about your characters that you feel you can relate to? go ahead first Jim if you have an answer okay well, you know <laughs> what I really like about the uh the character is well the whole story overall is um and it focuses on the family um found families the families that you make and uh I, Gordon as an adoptive father it's uh it, in a way he cares for Uda as if uh she was his own daughter and it's um it, it's you can you can see that in his character you could feel that and i'm just going to stop talking because i don't want to spoil anything but um i've seen it so <laughs> yeah. but it's it's as a side note um like 
my stepmother uh for my dad's second marriage i mean i, I love her as if she was my own mother um and yeah the same thing with my mother-in-law you know it's like i've known her for you know two decades now and it's uh yeah it's you you love the family that you make and uh or the family that you have it, it you know it's a beautiful story it really is yeah that chosen family is a very, mm -hmm. a very key element of this movie which is really beautiful um for me and Uta, I mean, definitely our love for singing, I think, is an obvious, an obvious answer. Um, but I do love how her story is a little is is quite similar to mine in the beginning, at least, because uh, she finds these transponder snails and she pretty much like streams herself uh, singing to the world, uh, which is what I've been doing for the last the last 16 years on YouTube uh, is posting my music. And um, yeah, it's just it's truly a, a love to like just see their response of people like listening to your stuff and replying to it and building that community. Um, so I, I do, I do um, connect to Uta that way and her love for sharing music with everybody. <laughs> just not the whole taking over the world. And, yeah, maybe you know. <laughs> not that far. <laughs> what did you think when you, I know you talked, you talk, talked about the fan art, Amelie, when you first saw Uta's like drawings, but when you actually saw like the the development, like from the team that created the movie, like what did you think when you saw her? Oh, I I mean, incredible. I mean, all the all the song animations are beautiful. Every single frame is a wallpaper. You could screen capture it and put it up on your desktop. It's it's gorgeous. Um, yeah, it's 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 so much more beautiful than I ever imagined. But I I love her design as well. I think she's got a great design. I mean, Jim mentioned that um that all the designs in One Piece are amazing, and I I love that they they focused on a a female lead this time. I think it's really cool and groundbreaking, and I think that's that's really awesome that she gets to be in the spotlight. <laughs> I saw I saw online that they're selling Uda's jacket. Oh, I bought it. What, a rep you, oh, you bought it? Yeah, of course you bought oh, it. And I was like, give me this jacket. <laughs> I just, okay, I just now I'm like going to Google that. Overcoat. Yeah, so we'll find you one. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm like, man, I need that. It's I loved her design. I was like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. I love her. Yeah. Okay, so last question. What about Red, the movie, do you think fans are going to be the most excited about? <laughs> Go ahead, <laughs> Red is really different because it is, it's, it's a musical, I think. In, in comparison to the others, they I mean, they went in a very unique direction with this. And it's, it is, this sounds corny, but it is visual splendor. I mean, all the um, color and the, the use of music in time with the animation. And it's just, oh gosh, and the, the dance animation is amazing. It's just, it's so fluid and it just, it, it's pretty. It is a pretty movie. And you do have your action. And the action, I it's just it's it's bigger. It's bigger than because the show's great. And you get that that dynamism in everybody's uh fruit powers in the show. But here it's just dialed up to the infinite. It's amazing looking. It's like you said, every every frame is a wallpaper. Yeah, it's really gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the, and the music is a, is a key part of the whole movie. I mean, the music drives the story, which I think is an, a really cool element that hasn't really been used in the in the show yet. Um, but yeah, I think this I think this movie is gonna it's really gonna be different, and I think fans will find 
I think every kind of fan will find something they love about this movie. Like there'll be, it'll be the music fans, and there will be like the the fans that just want to see like a cool boss battle uh, or like a, a big fight. Um, I think there's a little bit of everything, and obviously some some fan favorite characters to show up. Maybe. Oh yeah. <laughs> so many. There's so many cameos, yes. and ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sit through the credits. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I did. I did. I was like, oh my god, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That finally, like you're saying the boss battle, that final battle when it kept switching back and forth with the camera between you know the spirit like the dream sequencing and the in real life i was like oh my god i love this <laughs> so much i could just watch this on repeat mm -hmm. yeah, so good <laughs> well thank you both for thank you all of this i'm excited for everybody else to see the movie i'm gonna watch it probably again tonight i watched the dubbed version because i wanted because i'm you know speaking to you guys but i'm gonna go back and watch the sub version i think tonight <laughs> Very cool. Hey, well, I'm so glad you enjoyed it. And I hope um, we'll enjoy it on November 4th as well. <laughs> yeah. I've got my IMAX tickets. I'll see you on the big screen. <laughs> yes. The big, big screen. Oh, my God. <laughs> you need to see it on the big screen. Like, I was I, I was fine at home. But, like, God, I, that like I said, that last battle and then, like, the music note, like, all that stuff. I was like, oh, I need to see this. And, like, in my face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be, like, fan in the crowd and, like when they start to like, you know, ooh and ah, and like at the end when everyone like cheers, like at their favorite character showing up, like I think it's, it's really special to have that moment. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for more geeky goodness.